Welcome to the Hanging with the Muses podcast, a late bloomin' creative's quest to make a living making stuff. I'm Tiffany Prashera, and I've been a composer, author, and voice artist for decades, but I'm not exactly where I'd like to be in my career. Join me as I strive for greatness, or at least some decent semblance of mediocrity, and share tips about what I've been learning along the way. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to another episode of the Hanging with the Muses podcast. It's so great to talk to you today. How are you doing? How has your week been? Hope you've been having some fun along the way. I finally got my laptop back. It was a long, long time, but I finally got it back, and it's working as it should. It's all plugged in and everything, so I'm feeling great about that. I'm actually in holiday planning mode, if you can believe it. Um, I know it's not going to be the same as it was in previous years, not able to fully visit my family, but we're going to see what we can do to make it the best Christmas ever. Anyway, so a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how to tailor your career to your needs. And that was part one to determine what your needs actually are, what kind of lifestyle you want to live. Do you want to work with people or work in solitude? Do you want a family? Is there a certain place that you like to live, a certain location? Do you want to travel? All that kind of thing. And then I meant to give you part two the next week and just somehow forgot about it. So here it is. Part two of how to tailor your career to your needs. So we've established what your needs are. Hopefully, hope you've taken some time to look into that, what you actually want out of your career. And now let's look at how to actually go about getting that life that you really want. Because we can customize our careers and our lives way more than we think that we can if we're just willing to be a little creative about it. (laughs) And that's what we are. We are creative people, if nothing else. So this is not one of those listicle episodes where I give you five ways to do this or six ways to do that. We're just going to discuss it, okay? We're just going to be discussing it a little bit of free flow. So if we look at something like location, where you live, it may be really important to you. It may not. And you may think that you may have to live in a certain place to have the career that you want. For example, if you want to be in the world of the theater, you may think that you have to live in New York. Or if you want to be in film, you may think that you have to live in Los Angeles. And certainly there can be advantages and disadvantages to that. But I invite you to think about the big picture of your life. Because you may go to New York, go there for a visit, and decide that, wow, that's really not my scene. You know, maybe there are too many people. Maybe you come from a small town, and then suddenly you're like, what? (laughs) It it can be overwhelming. Um, I know myself when I visited New York last year, I I realized that, yes, there were many more people, especially, you know, in the, the main areas like Broadway and all of that. And I came home to, I mean, I live in a city, very much so, about 800,000 people. But I came home and I was like, look at all this space I have to walk down the street. 
but I, I didn't mind it. You know, I, I don't, I didn't mind being around all those people. Now in our current situation, not so much, but in general, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. But not everybody is. Every community has different kind of politics about it, different ways of doing things that you may or may not agree with. And that's fine. Because here's the thing. There are other ways to go about your career in, in terms of location. Things can be done remotely these days in a lot of capacities. Like, for example, being involved with music, I can collaborate and connect with people from all over the world. As a voice artist, I have worked with people in the States, in Germany, in Taiwan, and I'm just living, you know, where I live in Canada. So there's much more flexibility now than there used to be. And even something, say you want to be in theater and you feel like, oh, I have to be on Broadway and live in New York. Just think about it. Do you really? If you put the big picture of your life together in terms of other aspects of your lifestyle, like your family, the kind of day you want to have, you can get involved with community theater or the professional theaters in your community. And most centers have them. I know we have professional theaters where I live, and people get paid to do that. People have careers doing that. So don't feel that it has to be, you know, Broadway or nothing when it comes to what you do. Recognizing that sometimes what we love, you know, the creative process, it doesn't necessarily have to be our career. Sometimes having it be the career can be more of a hindrance than anything else. You can still live in a smaller place or you can live outside of the larger community. Like you, there are places you could probably live outside of New York and then come into town when you need to. Don't feel like you have to live off of Central Park or nothing. Think of the bigger picture. Then there's also the aspect of lifestyle in the sense of what your career means, like in terms of hours, in terms of working conditions. What do you want from that? And realize again that you can, in many respects, have the life that you want and still do the thing that you love. For example, when you think about music, a lot of people think of, oh, I have to get in a band and have to go touring across the country and sleeping in the van and or in dingy hotels and all that kind of thing. And that may be true, that may be not. I've never actually gone that route. But if you, say, get into something like licensing, music licensing, where you write music and get it put in film and television and commercials and all that kind of thing, you can be doing that from wherever. And there's no hotels involved. There's no tour bus or vans or anything like that. So there are people who take that route because it allows them to still have the lifestyle that they actually want. Now, some people totally may want the touring thing, but it's not necessary if you want to be a musician. Now, there's the opportunity when you look at the ultimate lifestyle, the, the life that you want to live, to acquire new skills, new education to accommodate that. Be open to that potential. When I was studying composition, one of my colleagues who was a vocal major, we were talking one day and he was mentioning how he used to be in bands and such and he didn't like 
you know, the dingy hotels and, and the green rooms that smelt like whatever, all that kind of thing at the venues that they would perform at. So that is why he was studying classical voice, so he could live a more, quote-unquote, civilized life. So he was open to shifting his focus and expanding his knowledge to accommodate the lifestyle that he wanted. And then maybe something you want to think about, too. You know, um, if, there's, if you want to be a writer and there's a certain type of writing that you feel you would enjoy that would give you the life that you want, explore that. Learn about how to, like if you're somebody who's written novels, but now you want to become a journalist, figure out what it takes to get that education and go do that so you can live the life of a journalist. Also, in your exploration, you may have come across the happy dilemma of having diverse interests or say you're interested in different styles of music and you don't want to be confined into a box. You don't have to. Don't think that, oh, I have to be a classical vocalist and that's it for the rest of my life or I have to be a children's author and that's it for the rest of my life. J.K. Rowling, best known for Harry Potter, of course, devised a pseudonym so that she could write more mature material because she wanted to keep those worlds separate. And she probably, I would imagine, knew that if something came out under the name of J.K. Rowling, that people would expect a certain thing from it. So you just pick a different name, and then you can do whatever you want. Years after releasing some pop material, I was inspired to write a children's album called Ladybug Crossings, which is available on iTunes, just saying. (laughs) I thought, you know, maybe it shouldn't be under my usual name because, I mean, not that there's anything salacious or anything about the pop stuff, but I thought, you know, maybe it should be under a different name just so people don't get confused. And one day is, I think I was sending an email to somebody and I accidentally, you know how sometimes your fingers go a little too fast at the keyboard and you type something incorrectly. And I looked what I had written when I was trying to write my name and I thought, Tofaru, that looks like a cool name for a children's entertainer. <laughs> so that's what the, the CD is under. It's under the name Tofaru because I thought, didn't want people to be confused. And why not? It allows you to be diverse, which is also one of the reasons why sync licensing for music and television and such is cool because you can write anything you want. You don't have to be a certain style of artist for that kind of thing because it all just depends on what suits the project. So it's fun like that. So realize that you can do a variety of things within your field. You don't have to stick with just one. You don't have to be in a box. So you can take that off the list of potential setbacks. Now let's look at your working conditions and your cohorts. Maybe you really want to be a writer, but you don't want to be alone all the time. You feel your image of a writer in your mind is this disheveled, lonely person at a desk with a glass or a bottle of something or other, you know? 
And that can be a little disheartening. You can say, I really love writing, but I don't want to be that guy. Or maybe you do. Maybe you do. But if you don't, you can still be connected to the world and be a writer. You can find groups of similarly minded people online to get together with on a regular basis and commiserate or even collaborate. Some genres of writing are more commonly collaborated than others. Like a lot of screenplays are written by more than one person. One of the books I really enjoyed reading recently, Good Omens, was written by two people, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. So I'm not sure how often they got together and were in the same space, but I imagine they were. And so they were still making it a social collaborative process, even though you think of writing as being very solitary. Or if you think of something like the theater, writing for the theater, writing plays or musicals like I've done, you are, after the writing process, or sometimes even during, you are involved in rehearsals often, and it is something that just keeps getting reworked and reworked as you go along. So there is more social connection with that kind of a writing. And of course, you know, I mentioned about the journalism or being a travel writer. You are not just by yourself all the time wandering through the world. You're connecting with people. You're interviewing people. You are making friends. You are asking people about their experiences. So that can be a hugely social way of being a writer. If you are in the fine arts, like if you're a painter, you could be teaching classes or I'm not sure how often there are collaborative artistic projects in in that area, but maybe you could be the first to do it. Two people, one painting. See what you can make happen if you want that social connection and to still be doing what you enjoy doing. Let's look at travel. Some people are more or less interested in the idea of traveling from place to place. You know, we've already discussed the, the tour bus for a band. In this day and age... There's so many things that are being done virtually and digitally now, especially in our current circumstances. You can still appear on talk shows all over the world from the comfort of your home, whether you want to be or not. I'm sure initially people were really appreciating the fact that they didn't have to travel all over the place to appear on these shows. And now they're like, you know, I wouldn't mind that so much. (laughs) Um, We'll see what happens as time goes on what concepts remain and what concepts go back to the way they used to be. But I think, you know, the idea of traveling across the country for a meeting or something is not going to happen nearly as much as it used to. So we'll see how things evolve over time. But the doors have been open to that virtual existence if you're not somebody who wants to go and do the travel. And finally, some people don't want to simply deal with their industries, right? You know, you can say, I love being a musician, but I don't like all the stuff that comes with dealing with the music industry. Or I love being a writer, but I don't want to deal with the publishing. Or I love, there are ways to deal with that too. If you're creative about it and willing to kind of take these extra steps, you can connect with audiences 
ways that don't necessarily involve the industry so much and still financially sustain yourself. You know, there's crowdfunding that you can take advantage of to start projects. Things like Patreon, where fans can directly contribute to what you're doing for, you know, little perks and such, but they can directly reach out to you and and pay you for what you do. Even something like this world of podcasting that has opened up over the past years, right? I mean, podcasting in its way is essentially radio on demand. So if you look at back in the day when you had to get hired by a radio station and do your thing for a few years and then probably move around a lot, because it seems like a lot of radio people do. They go from, you know, this location to that location they shift around from station to station which is fine if they want that lifestyle but with the advent of podcasting you can still have that experience of connecting with an audience and sharing information that you want to share without that machine of traditional broadcasting traditional radio so that's opened up a whole new world for people So what I would suggest, ultimately, is to read up and learn more about the people who are doing the kinds of things that you want to be doing. Learn about their journeys. Pay attention to what intrigues you. Trust your gut. Trust your instincts. And don't just dismiss it out of hand, saying, oh, yeah, no, that would be nice, but I can't do that. Or I'm not good enough for that. Or that's great for them. See what feels right to you and trust that you can live the life that you want to live while engaging in your creativity and doing things that you really enjoy. You got to be creative about it, but it's possible. Don't give up on the idea. I know I've done it in the past. I just kind of have said, oh, well, you know, it would be great, but there's that part of it. You got to Look at that part of it and see how you can get around that part of it that doesn't work for you. Because there's so much possibility now. It's not the world that it was 50 or even 30 years ago. So let your mind wander. Think of the best case scenario and see what you can do to make that happen. a section where I talk a bit about what I've been up to and how it's going. So like I said, my laptop is back, which is wonderful because that means I get to be outside again. I love working outside. (laughs) I do. Been working on some grooves. There's some stuff that I've been inspired by lately, which I will tell you about later as I probably put things together more. But there's this concept that's really been intriguing me. So um, kind of working on that. And I know this is the thing. You guys have to help brain me in because I know I was working on Christmas stuff. And I still am. But then when these other things come to me, I have to, I have to act. Like um, song lyrics come to me about just life stuff. And not Christmas related, but I can't just ignore them. 
I can't just ignore them. And also with, I've been practicing my guitar and ukulele more and I'm hardly good at all, but I'm able to play some chords and I get inspired for things that I probably wouldn't be inspired to do otherwise, just because it's a different instrument from the piano. So I'm kind of like, I'm coming up with song ideas and such that way. And I have to write them down. I have to do something about them. So yeah, I'm kind of a little back in the, it's all going on state. And I should, I realize I should focus more. I realize that, but that's okay. I'm still having fun. And that's the main thing. Now for the section when I talk about something that I've read, seen, or listened to that has inspired me. Now, there's something one of my friends on Facebook had posted about this, and it was something I'd never even heard of before. It is called Bard Core. As in Bard, as in Shakespeare, the Bard. Core, as in Hardcore. And it's so much fun. Let me tell you what it is if you have not heard it before. Bartcore is a genre of music where people take popular songs, current popular songs, and put them into a medieval style. You know, sounding like magical. Sometimes they're with vocals, sometimes it's just instrumental, but you have the little, the flutes and the the mandolins and all of that and it's just a hoot it's some of them are really beautiful they sound like their own unique entities and yet you are still reminded of the original source and you're just kind of singing along with it even though it's something completely different so look at it if you don't know about it already bardcore there's lots of videos on youtube that's what i've been checking out that's how i was exposed to it i don't know where else you would find it but check out bardcore online thank you for joining me today. I hope this was helpful for you. If you would like to learn more and connect, my website is tiffanyprochera.com. You can find me on Facebook at Swimming Tigress Music, Twitter at Swimming Tigress, and at Tiffany Prochera. And there's videos to watch on YouTube at Swimming Tigress Music. You can find some of my music on iTunes. That's Ladybug Crossings under Tofaru. Sheet Music Plus carries my sheet music under Swimming Tigress Music, I believe. And you can also buy things on the website. Anyway, thanks for listening and have a fabulous day. See you next time.